This podcast is brought to you by Dancecape. For the latest in dance, lifestyle, culture, and entertainment news, visit www.dancecape.com. Dance is passion. With us today is Randall Miller, who is the writer and director of Marilyn Hotchkiss Ballroom Dancing and Charm School. Hi, Randall. How are you? Hi. How are you doing? Thanks very much for participating in this Dancecape podcast interview. And uh, congratulations to you and I suppose your wife, who is your creative partner for the upcoming release of this movie. Yeah, Jody Savin and I, uh, we, we met actually at film school all those years ago. We did the short film based on. And uh, for years we've, you know, we've uh, been talking about doing this and we, you know, we live together. We have two little kids. So we, you know, we're, we're married and... And uh, she's basically my producer, you know, so, uh, in all ways, basically. The, the theme of the movie is actually quite unusual. I mean, it's a very unusual title in and of itself, but it incorporates um, uh, the whole concept of uh, charm school and ballroom dancing in particular. What inspired you to write the story itself? Well, I mean, originally the short film was based on my experiences uh, going to Cotillion in the you know, uh, I actually um, younger than the than the character, the John Goodman character. My experiences in Pasadena, going to 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 dance hall, you know, sort of first kiss and <laughs> learn to dance with you know uh, a girl or you know in the case of a, a girl, maybe a boy, you know. So um, that was something that was very sort of fresh in my head, and it's always been you know really a, a thing that I remembered, you know. In, in attending the cotillion, were you also part of the process of attending a charm school itself to prepare well, yourself to it, dance? Yeah, well, there was actually in Pasadena uh, growing up. There was this uh, lady by the name of Dorothy Galatz, and her 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 uh, her, her uh, dance hall was called Dorothy Galatz uh, Ballroom Dancing and Charm School. Oh, right, right. The, uh, when I went to do the the short film all those years ago, um, she she was still alive, and she was this crotchety old uh, <laughs> old woman, and she she still was teaching, you know. And, right. Um, to this day, actually, now in the Southland, in in Southland meaning Southern California. Um, her nieces uh, still have, you know, a version of her class, but, right. but it was all about, you know, learning to dance, learning to, you know, ask questions that required more than a yes or no answer, you know, when you're dancing with someone. For me, it was a really, it was like sort of indelibly in my head. I was the kid in, in the feature, when you see the feature, right. also in the short, I was the kid who wouldn't get out of the car. <laughs> you know, literally fought my mom getting out of the car, you know, physically. Um, and and then I was also the kid that really enjoyed it, you know. How, how old were you at the time? I was uh, 10. 10, right, right. Yeah, yeah. I was, it was, it's, you know, between the fourth uh, in, in, uh, in California, it's between like fourth and fifth grade. It's that moment where you, you sort of like girls, but you don't really want to admit it. <laughs> right. you know? And then when, when asked, you know, which girl do you like, all the boys said the exact same girl because that's like the safe answer, you know? Exactly, exactly. Um, so, but, uh, but yeah, that, that was really sort of indelibly in my head. And then um, over the years, people have, you know, I've directed many things in television and features. And, right. um, and it was always the short film that would get me the next job. It right. was really funny, no matter what I directed people would then see the short film and they would respond to it. Um, and over the years, you know, um, people have asked me to make a feature version of this short in different ways. Um, right. At one point, Disney was talking to us about making kind of a, a Little Rascals type movie where it was all the little kids, and, and that <laughs> didn't seem really honest to the material to right. me. Um, and it was a pure little concept. And it wasn't until about, you know, about two and a half years ago, three years ago, uh, my father passed away. Mm. Um and Jody's mother passed away, and and the woman who played the lead in the short film passed away, and it was all this sort of long.
cost that we were dealing with, and we we went back and looked at the short film, and we saw it through complete, you know, completely different eyes. Exactly. And, uh, and it was then that we came up with this this sort of concept of of telling the story about how your life takes you in different directions, and how you know things that you remember fondly may not have happened exactly that way, or they may have happened slightly differently. Right. That's what the movie's all about. And and the movie is quite complex in in that you are trying to. Um, um, tell the story from the past, present, future. How, how did you go about um, uh, envisioning how you would communicate such a complex story such as this? Well, I mean, that was part of the concept all along. You know, it was, right. it was uh, we had looked at the short and we had thought about, you know, using the short film. And it was really about, you know, it was really about how when you, when you look at your past, when you look at, you know, for me, for example, when I look at my past, mm -hmm. I think about some moments very fondly and I think about other moments as if they were just completely, you know, the worst possible moment in my life. And right. all that stuff sort of came into, to me uh, when, when, my, when my father was passing away and I was talking to my, my sister and my brother and, and I was saying, remember when dad did this? Remember when dad did that? And it would be a completely different story coming out of them than it was coming out of me, you know? And I right. realized, okay, well, that's because, you know, we remember the past, we remember things very differently. Right. You know, and we put a certain glean on things, right? Um, and so when we came up with the concept to, to do this, to, to sort of take the short, uh, we started looking at the concept of, of how storytelling, what's really great about storytelling in novels and, and, you know, even when someone, you know, orally tells you a story, you sort of fill in all the gaps. It's something that that movies rarely do, and there are there are great examples of movies that do it really well. Mm -hmm. But it's it's a it's it's a wonderful thing that you know if you can pull it off, because it allows the viewer to sort of fill in the sort of holes and sort of you know keep them guessing as to what's going to happen next. And it was it's a challenge, but we really came up with the idea of John Goodman's character, you know, not being exactly who you think he is. And that we worked our way back from there. And with the story that, that you do tell, writing it with, with your wife, um, how challenging was that? You know, the funny thing is, we have, we've written together over the years, you know, uh, a lot. We've, you know, as a writing team, we've written right. many things for studios. But, you know, as, unfortunately, as studios go, we've sold many things and not had them made. And I've directed other people's material. But our process is unique in that, you know, because we work so closely together, um, we also, we have a family and everything. We have this process where we outline the material together, mm -hmm. um, and then and then when we write our drafts, she writes a draft, and then I write a draft, and we keep going back and forth, and we argue out like, <laughs> the final drafts. We go to a coffee shop. Oh, interesting. It becomes basically a knockdown, drag-out fight. If in front of the kids, it'd be, you know, <laughs> be like they think, you know, getting divorced any second, you know. But it's a process that we've learned and, and we've created. Um, in this one, what was really unique about it was we knew we wanted to make this movie. We knew it wasn't really a studio movie, and it was something that we felt we passionately we really wanted to tell. It was it was so personal to us. Right, exactly. How did the casting process go? Um, what what made you decide on some of the um, lead actors that that you have appearing in your movie? Well, when we started out. You know, it's 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 actually a, you know a quite low budget movie, right? We started out. We um, we knew we wanted um, Robert Carlyle. We, right. We had approached him. We. You know, I, I loved his work, everything from The Full Monty to Angela's Ashes. I mean, he, there's just so much passion and sort of pathos in his eyes. Mm -hmm. um, and so we approached him, and, and fortunately, uh, he, he said yes. He was really intrigued with the part and, and had never done a movie in the United States, so it was, it was actually a, a great thing for him. And then what was really interesting is he's sort of an actor magnet in a way. Right. Um, and Marissa, 
once he signed on, Marissa Tomei was very interested, wanted to be in a movie with him. Excellent. And then one by one, um, you know, it sort of took off, and, and, and the other cast members started, you know, jumping on board. And, and, that's, and that's something that just had never happened to me before. Right, right. And the unique thing about, I guess, Robert Carlyle is the fact that even though you originally wrote it um, from um, an American perspective, um, he, he, did he come up with ideas because of his Scottish background? And then did you explore um, you know, how he, w- he could translate uh, the theme of loneliness, I guess, is, 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 is part of what you explore in the movie? Well, we, knew, we, wanted, we, we wanted a foreign person for the movie because it, it's a movie about isolation. Right. And... Um, you know, when you lose a loved one, you become very isolated. You become isolated in your memories. You become isolated in, you know, in so many ways because, you know, when, you, when you're married for a long time to somebody or even for a short period, you, you, your friends sort of drop away and now you're with your, your you know, your soulmate. Basically. Exactly, exactly. If you disappear, you're left sort of without anybody, right? Right. So here's a guy who's, um, and actually we changed him, he's Irish in the movie because Scottish is actually really hard to understand, fortunately. Um, but so he, he plays an Irishman because it's a little easier for me as a filmmaker to understand what he was saying. Right, right. But um, he's a very quiet character. He's a, he's a baker um, oh. and he's living in, you know, in California and he's Irish and so he's makes him all that more of a of sort of a loner. Exactly. So when he happens upon this uh, this sort of strange American ballroom, right, right, it, it really puts him in in a you know uh, an, an odd state. You right. Know, he doesn't know how to deal with it, and he's very sort of timid. So when Mary Steenburgen's character says, "Well, come on, join the craft," <laughs> he doesn't say no because he doesn't know to say no. Exactly, exactly. And and that's why he sort of basically gets indoctrinated you know, before he even knows it. In, in the trailer that uh, you have uh, being presented, um, it, it shows some of the highlights of, of his exposure to, um, I guess, the, the world of the charm school and then his, his uh, progression, his, his developing passion for, for dance. And, and could you share with us a little bit more of, of the actual story itself and, and where his journey eventually leads him, I guess, without telling, um, you know, everyone uh, what, what the final um, result is? Yeah, I mean, what happens in the story is John Goodman's character has a dream of this place, this dance hall that he wants to go back to, that he went to when he was a kid. And um, he, he he's in a car accident, and he's unable to attend. So he basically hands his ticket and his dream, in a way, to Robert Carlyle. And Robert Carlyle, being a isolated soul, you know, uh, recently lost his wife, goes to this dance hall just to try and find this girl that, that John Goodman had asked him to talk to, right? Right. And... He doesn't find the girl, but he does find this sort of wonderful world of dance. Right. He finds, he finds Marissa Tomei. He finds this class of, of characters who are all some good dancers, some not so good dancers. <laughs> but he himself, you know, sort of gets swept up in the whole concept, you know. The one thing about dance, which is really unique today, it's you, you're touching somebody. You know, exactly. you're putting your hands on somebody, you know, and, and you're connecting with them. It's a, it's a community thing that doesn't really exist you know, on the internet or right. over the phone, you know. I mean, you're, you're forced to actually work with someone in a physical way, and, and that is sort of also what breaks him free of his bonds, you mm. know, and, um, and he really enjoys it, you know, and he doesn't become a great dancer, <laughs> a better dancer, um, and, and that's, I think, what dance does for you. And, and the metaphor of dance is, is very important, I suppose, to the telling of your story. Well, I mean, dance is, you know, it's like the dance of life, you know. Exactly. It's the whole idea, if, you, if, you, if you're on the sidelines, you're, you really don't, you know, join in the, 
in the sort of spirit of life, the passion of life. And right. if you decide to take part of the dance, even if you can't dance very well, if you have two left feet, at least you're trying to be part of the dance. You exactly. Know? And that's and that's I think a beautiful thing. I mean that's I think that's what people respond to in in, in all these television shows that right exactly dancing. It's that like even if they're even if they're Jerry Rice who's like a, a football player, they're he's trying to be part of this dance. You exactly. Know? And, and that's what we all sort of you know I think that's what we all lock into. Right. I think that is what we lock into. And and you convey that through um, um, you know obviously the technical aspect of the filmmaker where where uh, you you use the techniques of color and when every time you introduce dance is that part of the the process that 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 you felt was important to convey in in the story itself? Yeah, the whole idea of color and and uh, the, the the film technology that I used. I mean, as you can see in the movie, there's three different sort of looks. There's the the kid story, which is a was originally shot on 16 millimeter and has sort of the sepia look, which is a you know has sort of a memory feel to it. Right. And then there's the the John Goodman story, which has kind of a you know a bleached bypass look, which is sort of silvery. And then the dance, which is um, which is what you're talking about, it starts out sort of devoid of color, and as the movie sort of progresses and as he becomes more into the joie de vie of life, whatever you want to call it, um, we become more technicolor to the point where when Mary Steenburgen comes out at the end and she's wearing this beautiful blue gown, it almost jumps off the screen. And that's what we're trying to say. It's like, you know, just take hold of it, you know. Right. And everybody can sort of do this, you know, when you're, when you're, when you're, me as a person, I have good days and bad days. When I have a great day, the world seems so full of color to me. You know? right, when I have right. a bad day, everything seems muted and everybody's driving around in a gray car. You know, that's how I see life. You know, and that's I think what we're trying to convey as well. That's great. Well, thank you very much uh, for this great interview. I guess you're preparing now for the formal premiere that's coming March 31st. Yes, and uh, please, uh, everybody, go out and see the movie. Um, you know, there's a lot riding on this. Uh, Personally, financially, there's a lot riding on it. <laughs> oh, I'm sure it'll be a great hit. I mean, from I what so. we've seen, and and obviously, thank you very much for sharing um, your your journey in terms of the creation process and and how the movie began. We're all very excited about this, um, since our our um, you know readers and and viewers are all um, involved in in dance in particular. Um, so thank you very much. Appreciate this uh, time and uh, um, congratulations on on the movie. Thank you, Robert. This podcast was brought to you by Dancecape. For full transcripts, register for Dancecape Easing at www.dancecape.com. Dance is passion.